Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Free Pizza Podcast, and we have my good friend in here, the Todd Turner. Um, the Todd Turner. This is the Todd Turner interview. I love saying that because it makes you sound yeah. badass as you actually are. Sets um, people up for disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right, but we've been hanging out and shooting the shit. He's been showing us um, his podcast and just giving us a lot of insight and a lot of music and stuff because he does a lot of different things, but... We're going to download his photography for this episode, and I'm super stoked because I've known you for probably what, a year, maybe more? Year or two. Yeah, because I've, I've known of you because yeah. of the internets. We but knew like, of each other. Yes. And then uh, finally got to establish a real connection. A real hang. And then we got to like work together. Yeah, too. we did. We did Mokefest. We did, technically, we did Mokefest twice. Yeah. I, yeah, met, yeah, yeah. I met you briefly like at the last. That was kind of the last year's. Uh, I guess 2016 Moogfest yep. was when we kind of first met each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we kind of, we really hung out yeah. for this one. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. super cool. But he's super talented, mostly a musician. Actually, you do a lot of different stuff. You're a musician, uh, I said concert photography, uh, portraits, weddings, you do it all. Yeah, it's kind of a mixture of uh, money making, you know, yeah. providing work. And then when I have time and willing participants i get to make my artwork you know and <laughs> people trust me which is dangerous <laughs> that's dangerous but it's good yeah. though yeah um and and you're now you're a professor you're actually a professor of photography at g-tech yeah it's crazy that it just kind of like happened overnight but i'm really excited about it I, lo- I love teaching people i love seeing people get excited about photography because yeah i think it's easy to teach yeah for sure and i i like seeing people kind of light up about it a little bit, you know, yeah. and then you get inspired. It's, I'm really looking forward to it. It's the perfect job right now. It's part-time. I can still do my thing. Oh, that's cool. It's part-time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just teaching a couple photo classes, but it's good. I get out of the house and get to kind of inspire some people, hopefully. And yeah. then hopefully in return, they inspire me as well, you For know, sure. take yeah. something from it. You'll get that. And I can't wait to hear about that experience. We're definitely going to ask you about it in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Well, cool. So let's jump back and kind of, get where it started sure so yes yeah, so tell us how it started for and and i'm assuming we're discussing just the, photography, photography but i know that your music is a big part of that so <laughs> definitely that's fine if you want to that my life is it, like so. a, a giant um add spell yeah honestly so when you say where did it <laughs> all point. start that was my fault that was my fault i'm like uh what do you mean like which part i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, photography stuff yeah, well, photography, I was like, I decided to go back to school after I stopped touring and playing music. And I was studying design because I think I was 30 years old when I decided to go back to school. And all I was thinking was practicality. Okay. So in my head, it was like, you know, I was doing sales for the time at Verizon. Okay. And I was making like pretty great money, best money I've ever made in my life. But I absolutely hated my life. And I was like, just done with all of it, I was pushed to the point where it's like, I could have six figures and I don't care. Wow. And so I decided to just kind of push pause on all that, start bartending again and go back to finally get my art degree. Okay. And I was studying design and was progressing just fine. And then I, um, took the photo one film and darkroom class because it was kind of required for the BFA in design. And, it was like this truck just hit me. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the first assignment. It was like, oh yeah, this is it. You know what I mean? It <laughs> just like came so naturally for me. And I'm not trying to sound as though I've accomplished anything yet or I've 
arrived in any way. It was just, it just, it was one of those moments where it felt like I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is what I'm supposed to do. So, um, and eventually one of my mentors and I know Nicole was on recently and she, she mentioned this wonderful human as well, but (laughs) Leah Sobsey at, um, UNCG, I, I, you know, give her a lot of credit for that because she, had the courage to pull me aside one day and to say, Hey, you need to change your concentration to photography from oh, design. Holy crap. And I was like, really? And she goes, yes, you need to do that. That's so, crazy. So I, you know, with one year left in my studies, I decided to switch it up and uh-huh. it just, I guess it just kind of happened. Cause I'm a people person. I know a lot of people. And then I was making work that was, I guess, professional to the untrained eye. Right. And so, I did a ton of free work just like going around like, Hey, let me take your photo. Let me just, let's go in the <laughs> studio that I have access to. And I would just pretend like I knew what I was doing. I mean, like the first three people I worked with, it was just like, yeah, hold on. Let me get this light set up, you know? And like, like I, I had no clue. I would just take the photo and be like, Oh, that, that doesn't look right. Doesn't make look my right. adjustments on the camera. Right. And as clueless as I was, you don't even realize that that's really what a lot of, photography is That's literally especially all it is. in the digital age yep take the photo you look at it this isn't right make the adjustment take it again nailed it you know what i mean that yep. was it but yeah so that's basically where it came from and then um i don't know i i, I think at my age when i finally graduated it, it was just natural to go really really quickly oh yeah because you know i was i think i was 34 when i graduated so it was like just go you know yeah. it's not the time to be like oh i graduated i'm just gonna like, figure it all out and like, see what i want to do heck no so i just i just kind of started running a little bit and before i knew it i was working with these ad agencies which i still don't feel like i have any business working <laughs> with them but they like working with me and i don't it just kind of grew into something that i never really thought it would yeah but because of that, it, it made me realize, like, this is something, you know? Yeah, that's, that's huge. It's easy to be energized, to put your energy back into that because it's it's growing. You know, right. like, you can see it growing. Your reach is growing, and you're meeting all these people. And I, I that's how I prefer to look at it rather than, like, you know, then I got pretty good at it because <laughs> I'm not that type, you know? Right. But at the same time, if so many people start responding to it, you got to feel good about where it's headed oh you know? sure that's when you know it's like okay people you know mess with my shit that's awesome like maybe i can't make something out of this mm-hmm. so that's awesome yeah and it, it, it it's really motivating when you see that and then you know like you've had justin reich on the show for example you yep. talk about that was one of my greatest insecurities because i've known justin for a long time and i've, I've he knows this but just so the world knows <laughs> it i've looked up to him for so long and that capacity like he was always just like the the trailblazer for the visual arts community around here yeah. like the visual arts with edge you know what i mean right like he he was like always the rock and roller guy that he just he just got it you know and i i always looked up to him and but then you start to take these photos and stuff and it's like i don't want to show this to anybody you know oh yeah i don't Very want anyone to see it it's like i think it's kind of dope but i don't want to <laughs> show it to anyone because i'm friends with like justin or yep. i'm friends with all these cats who are like way ahead of me, like way ahead of me. And it was like, eventually I remember having a conversation with him and he's like, 
put it out there, man. Just like that's you really know, all this. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And then eventually, you know, it, you just keep growing. I, I look back on it, and I I go through regularly and delete a lot of stuff out of my portfolio mm-hmm. that I was like really stoked on at the time. And you're like, that's actually like total shit. You know, <laughs> it's, it's so bad. But you know, progression is key. I guess that that that'll always happen. And For if sure. it doesn't. I remember him telling me that too. Thanks, yes, Justin. Yes, Hell but yeah, Justin dude. said, if you ever get to the point where you're not deleting old work for new, better work, something's wrong. Right. You know, like right. everything has stopped. And so I, I think about that often, you know, like how, how much new work can I substitute this old, you know, awesome. stale yeah. work with? So, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, that's kind of like the origin story. Cause once I got past, being insecure about this new thing because I was so green and young at it. Uh Um, But I tell people this, like, I think I've talked to you about this and everyone has their different opinions on it, but I think photography is really easy. Like to, to, to just like get into. Right. Oh yeah. Because the device is like doing everything for you. Right. Now, granted you have to see it, Mm -hmm. you know, but I tell people all the time, like I could carry this camera and it hits my leg and I get this like crazy dope picture of something, you <laughs> yeah, know, like something that happen. happened just because the button hit my leg mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen in sculpture or drawing or painting. You know, you can't yeah, just like just not bump into something. It's like, Oh, that shit is like, sick. Is you know? Sick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I think because of that, and I think a lot of photographers get really insecure when you say that to them, but at the same time, it's easy to like find your footing. Right. Because a lot of it is already happening for you. A lot of it isn't anything. There's like three concepts to learn. And then it's like, okay, I can take a sharp image, you know? And then it's just like your vision. What do you see? Mm -hmm. What do you think would be interesting to people that haven't seen this image yet? You know what I mean? Right. And I guess that could be said for a lot of things. But I, I do think that starting out in photography is one of the easiest trades to start and actually make something that's kind of quality, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But yeah, I mean, and then because of that concept, it just started kind of progressing. It was always like, what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, like if I get these lights, I could start making a scene like this, you know, yep. I could fantasize that, you know, Manipulate light and all that. But yeah, that's that. I would say that's the origin story of how I ended up doing photography now. That's, that's crazy. So like you didn't even get started till you were in college. Yeah. Like in, like in my junior year of college. So like. Middle school, high school, younger, your younger days, nothing, no no photography. Actually, in high school, I was a football player. Okay. And when I originally went to college in 2000, you know, all of my aspirations were to play football. And I actually was on the team for like a couple days at ECU. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, I was obsessed with music. Um, And so I just kind of like dropped out of college. Oh, to do the music thing. And, And I come from, you know. A very athletic family, right. which I'm sure we'll get into at some point, but <laughs> that was like the big U-turn for me. Right. And then, so I didn't really do anything back then, except I did work for this local publication called In the Spotlight Magazine, uh-huh. probably like 03 or 04, and I just pretty much, my friend had a Nikon, um, what was it called? D70. Dude, that was my first camera. Yeah. <laughs> that he, that had a, awesome. he had a Nikon D70. Yes. And I took that thing and just kind of like figured out how to just make some images with it. Yeah. And so I tell, I was bartending at the time and the owner of that magazine comes in and 
I tell him like, Hey, I'm a photographer. Mm-hmm. And so he like gives me some assignments. No and I don't shit. remember if I was shooting in automatic mode or what. Because <laughs> I definitely didn't know what I know now. But I went out and shot some assignments for him. And that was that was about it. But then my friend at the time, Tim, moved back to Chicago and took that camera with him. So that was like... Oh, dang. I was done. You Damn know? Camera, so yeah. then it was like, I don't know, 10, 12 years before I really picked up a, Holy a camera crap. again. That's crazy. And then, okay. so I've been shooting now, like really pursuing it, like just under three years now. That's nuts that you're getting on these, and we're talking about this later, but like yeah. on these kind of big showcases and festivals on that for three years. Three years in the game is actually, that's that's not long. That's cool that you've gotten yeah. this far in three years. Well, that's what I was saying, my age, man. Yeah. Like, and well, I don't, yeah, I don't look at that. myself, I'm not saying my age, like, oh, uh, you young kids, you know, <laughs> don't even understand. It's not like that. It's just, I I have adult responsibilities, you right. know, that I didn't have when I was younger. I right. could afford to like dick around with a camera when I was younger. Right. But now it was it was a, a bread getter, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so you have if if that means anything to you, you're naturally going to progress really quickly. Right. Because you have to. Right. If you don't, you're just gonna get buried and you know, going back to what I said before, anyone can pick up a camera, you know? And because of that, you have a lot of quote unquote photographers floating around out there. Yeah. And if you don't push yourself to kind of get out of that, you're just literally going to blend into the sea of people. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's true. I mean, that's exactly how it is. I mean, it's, it's very saturated. Too. You know, it's a good and bad thing because it's, I think it's cool to have a lot of people doing it. to get a lot of different viewpoints on it. But like at the same time, it's like people, people always fall out of it, you know? Oh like yeah. The, it's not passion driven. It's kind of like a thing and kind of trendy. Yeah. And like, the real ones always they always show yeah well so. the old cliche of the cream always rises exactly. I guess like and it, it's just be like the the oversaturation of that market if anything to me serves as like a driving motivator exactly it, it, should, like, it should motivate you it was like I'm glad all of you guys have that gear you know <laughs> I made this portfolio with this camera this lens and two like shitty flashes right you know right and I'm not saying uh, the, you know, that's just kind of what it comes down to. It's because everyone has access to all this stuff. They can, you know, they can buy whatever they want and call themselves a pro. They can make a photo portfolio site and call themselves a pro. Yeah. And I'm not here to say they're not, but because there's so many of them out there, I knew that my end was going to be, I have to find a way to see things that people aren't seeing them yet. Right. Which is the ultimate goal with photography. And I have to utilize my my personal connections throughout this city, exactly. you know, because I know a lot of people around here just from traveling and my experiences here, but I I had to utilize that because that's like, they're comfortable with you already. Yeah. But then again, I would say one of my greatest strengths is making anyone comfortable in front of the camera when I'm working with them, you know, and that is a good strength to have. Yeah. Well, especially if you're a portrait photographer. Exactly. And I would, I, I don't know that I could label myself as any particular type of photographer or something. Mm-hmm. I would say portraits are probably definitely my forte at this point, right. just because Super good. of how I can work with people, like how I see them and how I can convince them of how beautiful they look to me yeah. at that moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Because none of them feel good about it. They, you know, Everyone's always just like, oh, like, oh get this side and like, oh, like, can you Photoshop out this and blah, you know, like, all this stuff. Just chill. I'm like, no, the fact that you look the way you look is amazing to yeah. me. You that's know, the like, point. The person, I've never you know? taken a photo of anyone that looks anything like you. Mm-hmm. And that's great. 
but not everyone's that comfortable. You yeah. know what I mean? But, it's understandable. Yeah. But, you know. But I want to jump back because I definitely talk about your childhood. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, you didn't get into target until later on, but I still want to know like maybe where you came from, uh, came from, where you were yeah. born and raised, and how are your parents and stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm from right here. I went to Southeast Guilford High School, so I'm I'm from the Greensboro area. Oh, Falcon. Yeah. I nice. grew up out by um, the Pleasant Garden, Forest Oaks area. Dude, hell yeah. But yeah, and um, I was. I honestly like like my my parents. I had a, a healthy family relationship for sure, but I my 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 dad is like on the national board for athletics. Okay. My wow. mom was a high school athlete, and she's a she's an accountant now. Okay. But I was always people see this as a negative term, but I was always like the black sheep of my family. Right. And I don't see that a lot of people look at that as an outcast. Right. Like I I don't see it as that. It's just I was just. I was obviously different, you know? Right. I was the critical thinker. Like, I was, you wouldn't just tell me something and I would say, oh, okay, thanks. That's just the way it is. Right. I was the type. You'd like, say you know, it to me. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? I mean, and start asking some Google questions. It. <laughs> yeah. Make people squirm a little bit, I guess. Like, but he's getting too deep into this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, always, I always had the tether, though. I never wanted to make anyone completely uncomfortable. Right. This is how you work. I was just inquisitive. Like, you know. But I was, you know, like I said, heavy into sports. I played uh, football and baseball. I was like, you know, when I was a senior, I was the captain of the football team. I was a quarterback of the football team in high school. I was like that guy. Yeah. And then um, I, you know, eventually, like I said, kind of wandered into the arts via music. Mm-hmm. And I, that was actually my graduation present was my first drum set. So. Oh, wow. And I had most of the guys that I had formed my first band with were juniors when I was a senior. Okay. So when I went off to ECU, they're all seniors still here in, in Greensboro. School, yeah. So naturally, I'm like, I gotta get the hell out of here. Yeah, like so you, you know what I mean? Like all I wanted to shows. do was go play some music. You know, I didn't really care about football anymore because it, I I was consumed right by music. But without getting too long winded on the the music side of things, that's ultimately what put me in this path for the arts it was an outlet so the end result for me now coming from an athletic household and that upbringing being such a big part of my life is like i'm the guy that you can watch an nfl game with and i can break down why they're running the defense they're running and what formations they're in and the the logic behind all of that or we could go up to like the guggenheim in new york and (laughs) we could stare at a piece of fine art and like critique every mark that was made on the painting you know right. i mean so it's a lot of people are either those things are exclusive they're either on one side of the fence or the other except for me i always thought it was great to just kind of have this well-rounded appreciation for all the things in the world that there are to see and experience you know yeah so i ended up as this weird like hybrid <laughs> person that's like artistically driven but I still have, you know, I, I would definitely consider myself an athlete. I still, I can, I do distance running and stuff now. I do a lot of things where that kind of shows itself a little bit, but mm-hmm. definitely cool. my life kind of revolves around the arts now, though. But that's awesome how, like, wow, we got from sports to music to photography. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Like, that is awesome. You told me about that, that bro. We were hanging out before, and like, I, did, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, that's freaking awesome. You have a lot of experience in all those things. So, like pack full of information so yeah um, that's a good thing though because that's good to um hear how your background was and how you got into the field um, yeah 
but now I'm talking about to the field. To the field. You get it? Yes. Oh, we're making, yeah. I'm making career puns. Dang right. <laughs> but now I want to talk about your work. I'm super stoked to talk about this. Yeah, sure, um, sure. So, and you say you're, you do a variety of different things. So mm. maybe tell us what are your favorites to do. Oh, favorites. Um, I really like to create characters with my friends. Yeah. Um, there's this really special human in my life. His name is Bob Smithy, and yeah. he owns this costume shop on Spring Garden called at the Ritz costumes and uh one of my favorite things to do is I take some of these musician friends of mine or entertainers actors or just people that hang out with us and aren't scared to (laughs) to trust what I'm what I'm imagining in my head you know yeah and I love to just go into this shop and Bob's always like so happy to see me because he's just such an amazing person and he's like you know, I walk in and he's like rubbing his hands, like, "What are we thinking today?" Oh, and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm thinking uh, like a, a wizard cloak with a gas mask and like maybe like you know whatever is in my head." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, I got some," you know, and he's running around grabbing yeah. stuff. But basically, my favorite stuff to do is to take them and create these characters that are just characters. They're visual concepts in yeah. my head. And in art school, they would tell us we have to articulate all of that, which I thought I always thought was bullshit because I think that's all subjective. Yeah. Like I, in my head, as a photographer, is like, is this an interesting image? Right. And if it is, I succeeded. You know, that's okay. it. Yeah. There, it doesn't have to have some crazy explanation and intent behind it. When that happens, that's great. I yeah. appreciate that in a different way. But for me, a lot of my favorite photographers. You know, I'm a big Greg Crudson fan, and and a lot of people love or hate him. Are you familiar with him? I'm not. So what kind of stuff is he? Oh, you'd love him. He's basically, he just makes, like, a movie in one shot. Like, he'll build a whole set. Really? And light it and everything. This really elaborate. And he has documentaries online that are really great to watch, like, his whole process, like, how he does it. But... He just, kind of like what I like to do, like with the character stuff, put them in this weird setting, light it, and get that one shot. And then you let someone look at it. Or like, you know Cindy Sherman? Cindy Sherman. If you don't know her, that's another one that's... Yeah, I need to look So basically up. with her, she is a photographer. She's still active, but <sighs> basically every, almost every photo that she takes is a, is a self-portrait. But oh, her really? as different different characters. characters yeah in different settings yeah yeah okay. like completely different what? but it's always her you know that's cool and her work is so great but it's kind of like that and i remember you know reading what she had to say about it was the beauty of that is i can portray this character and the viewer will stand in front of it and based on their life experiences they will all see it differently mm-hmm. you know based on what you've done if you keep it i guess ambiguous enough keep that murky water around it where it's like I don't really know what they're going for here but I I, I like looking at this you know what I mean yeah that's kind of what I go for I don't think everything has to be explained right whereas in the art world a lot of people will tell you you know everything is for a purpose yeah and sometimes for me it's just like that's just some weird shit and it's fun (laughs) to look at you know like that's it that's and that's kind of the point that she's probably trying to make and you are and then Mm -hmm. Greg you said it's like yeah Greg Crudson like This is it. This is I want you to see this. And yeah, right. There's no deep thought to it. Yeah. Or I do I would take some of those pictures and people would say, What are you um what what were you going for with this? Like yeah. I've done some scenes like that where 
um, people would ask me, what, what was your intent with this? What were you trying to kind of portray with this? And I'm like, well, what do you see? Yeah. And they'll tell me, and it's always different. And they tell me whatever it is they're seeing. That's cool. And I'm like, nailed it. That's exactly what I was going for. That's what I tell all of them. <laughs> all I'm kind of giving like, my secrets away now, but like, oh yeah, like you tell me the process now. Yeah, it's like, but that's it. That's what I was going for. Exactly. I can't. That's so awesome that you pulled that out of that. You know what yeah, I mean? Because for sure. But I'm not lying either. Yeah. That is exactly what I was going for. Like, for you, you to stand in front of it and see it the way that only you can see it and feel it. You know. That's the beauty of it. That's it. You know. That was the whole intent behind it. So, I gotta go look at the other website. What's that? Those on your website, those, these characters. Yeah, I have I have some of them up on there. And um, at toddturnerphotography.com and there's like my website's kind of it's just like a scatterbrain thing. That's, that's fine though. I mean, <laughs> it's I like I just yeah navigate and just yeah. find my shit. Yeah, in the portrait section, I kind of actually a lot of those I have a gallery on there called uh, personal work, and there's just more of the things that weren't necessarily done for pay. Right. Um, but more so done out of interest. Yeah, but your imagination. A lot of those are on there. I do, uh, a good friend of mine, John Hallman in this area is just like extraordinary guitarist. And he was so kind as to dress up like a cowboy. <laughs> and I took him out in the field and did like this, like Stetson cologne <laughs> promo shoot with him. And it was like a big hit on Facebook, but yeah. it was, some of those are funny because like, if you know the person, it's hilarious. But if you don't, you have no idea like i remember showing some of those images when i went to the national photo convention in vegas last year oh shit hell yeah and like they're like this is a great you know commercial shot right but to me it was like no this is this is parody i say yeah you know this is hilarious you just don't know that person but if they read it that way then it was successful right you know like if they just see it as like this cowboy in a field awesome you know anyone who knows him is like well that's ridiculous but yeah, some of that stuff is some of it's a little more subtle and some of it's more elaborate. I have a lot of stuff that I want to do now, but when you get into the commercial world, it's hard. Oh yeah, like to really you can find the time, but when you find the time, you don't want to do the same thing you're doing every day. Uh huh. Do something different. Like one of my mentors, Lee Walton at UNCG, who's one of the most brilliant artists I've ever met or talked with. He's he's like, I love that guy so much, but. He basically told me one day, he said, you have to be sure that you balance your intake with your output. He yeah. was like, because intake is going to shape your output. Right. And he was like, it's so easy to be focused on, like you're on this wave and you're just like output, 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 you know? For sure. He was like, but you have to take time to watch and look at things because it's going to affect your work. Mm-hmm. So I try to, I try to do that because, you know, that's what I use my time away from commercial work now doing is just trying to I guess to kind of sponge up some stuff yeah and then you'll be sitting on the couch one night it's like bam there's the next idea this you know there it is put that put right 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 Right. the notebook yeah that's awesome so wow that's pretty crazy it's shout out to your professor he's a professor right there you took a class from yeah yeah that's 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 actually great Uh, he's amazing you should Anyone that's like listening to this should totally check out Lee Walton because he's Lee like Walton. he's so humble. Um, he'll never tell you he's a big deal, but if you Google him, he's yeah, all over yeah. the place. He's just like, oh wow, that's that dude. Like he's a, he's very experimental, and yeah. he'll get you thinking in a way that you I don't know, like in a very creative, progressive way. Right. You know, 
like he did for example he did this project where he uh played around a golf but he only took one shot a day so he would like Whoa. you know okay if you're teeing off and he filmed the whole thing and then edited it all together as one round of golf but it's basically like he'd tee off on the first day mark that second day go to that spot hit that and there's a lot of narrative with that you think about if you only get one shot a day and i think this applies to photography yeah like if i gave you a camera and said you get one shot a day as a photographer make it count that's kind of the same approach to a project like that it's like i you know <laughs> go out to the middle of this golf course on hole 13 or something it's like Take one i have a five foot putt today i bet i want to make it i don't want to have to come back <laughs> to the screen tomorrow you know <laughs> I thought that was like just this brilliant project. He's just so, he's so brilliant with Dude, stuff that like that. It's freaking cool. Yeah, I need to check it out as soon as we're done. Yes, yeah. he's that's he's cool. rad. Like he's okay. Yeah, damn, cool. We're jumping on to the concerts. I mm-hmm. know what? So you got you're in the um, music photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear about kind of your introduction to that. Maybe the first band or artist you shot. Oh man. Um, Actually, the first the first artist that I photographed playing music was one of my closest friends, Joel Kaiser, mm-hmm. who is the um, I guess best known as being the one of the guitarists for um, House of Fools for several years. Okay, Perfect. and he was playing uh, some of his solo music, like an acoustic gig, at Longshanks, where I kind of bartended while I went through school, mm-hmm. and. I just started that photo one class and I, I checked out this Canon speed light flash because, okay. and I felt, I remember like hooking that up to my camera at the time <laughs> I was using like a rebel T3 and I was like, man, I got all the power in the world now. Cause I got a <laughs> real flash, you know, yes. and I took that thing to shanks and got some shots, but that was a big part of where it started too, because I remember some of my friends cause Josh King was playing with them that night. Who was, you know, the, uh, the front man for house of fools. And then uh, Jordan Powers was playing with him that night, who was in my band, uh, far less for a long time. He was our lead guitarist, one of the chief songwriters. Mm -hmm. Um, I just went just to kind of like play with this flash. And then that night they were like, man, these pictures are great. Yeah. It was like one of those deposits that happens (laughs) over time where the people are responding. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, maybe I should try harder at this, you know, because... I don't really know anything and people are kind of stoked about it. So let's see how far we can go. But yeah, that was like three years ago. And I, and that night is really vivid in my head because it was the first night when I started shooting stuff like that. I remember walking in that bar and friends of mine being like, what's that all about? When I had the camera around my neck, (laughs) you know, they're like, Oh, you're a photographer now. Like I literally, I replay those, those comments in my head all the time. Like, when I was just shooting Roger Waters at the Coliseum, who's like a, a hero of mine, yeah, I'm sitting there photographing him, and I literally had that thought of like, oh, so you're a photographer now? Like, oh, what's that all about? Oh, and it's like talking shit. It's about this right yes. now. Like, it's like about, years later, he does like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, like, it's this about is... a rock and roll Hall of Fame guy standing about five feet in front of me right now. That's what this was all about three years ago. Thank you very you know, much. Yeah, it's like I'm not a spiteful person, but like. I don't think there's anyone in the world that isn't driven by people doubting them. Oh, dude, that's that's the fuel. Yeah, it's like one of the greatest motivators in the world, is especially for me. Yeah. If you tell me you don't think I can do something, 
I still might not be able to do it, but I'm going to come I'm really I'm close. I'm going to get really close. I'm going to let you know when <laughs> yeah. I get there, yeah. too. Yeah. You're going to see me. Yeah, I'll document it, and you'll see. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the way I approach things. I don't, yeah. I don't deal well with people doubting me because right. I don't. I think that's because I don't doubt anyone else. Yeah, you know, you should. If you tell me you're going to do something, like I told you this before, I think you're an amazing photographer. Thank you. And but I'm sure you understand. I I run into this all the time. There's so much like hate and people jostling for position in this industry, and it's like, dude, there are hundreds of thousands of people just in the triad alone. Yeah, we can all eat, or we could all like, you know push each other out of the way and feed on these crumbs you know what i mean and it's like it's so stupid like if anyone starts to do anything and they start to do well it's never like hey they earned that they went out and got theirs it's like it's bullshit i could do better you know what i mean everyone that's the first reaction for most people whereas me like i i mean a great image is a great image and i'll always celebrate that i don't care who makes it. thank you you know what i mean way to think about it yeah it's like this is great work Let's show it to everybody and look at it. Pay attention. What makes yeah, it so great? Exactly. Put that in your work. You know. That's fucking. That's literally. That's as, as simple as it should be, but it's just so. It's not. It's because everyone's too fragile. Oh my gosh! Don't get me started. That's a whole. <laughs> everyone's different... too delicate, especially in a like you said, a saturated field. Yeah. That's... Like they can't deal with anyone finding success because yeah, like, then everything's like oh i can't believe oh so now they're taking photos of that person now it's like great i've been friends with them for like 15 years it's like oh there's a competition now like for you no reason. you have taken you have personally taken like killer like sick photos of people that i have photographed too but what i love about it is that like you can see how we see people yeah you put and them up different. beside each other, and it's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, like everyone should do it. Yeah. It's like it's different, but it's like a it's a beautiful difference, you know. Because that's you know, I don't listen. It's it's like assuming every musician just listens to music that sounds exactly like the music like that the, they make. They make exactly, and that's no one does that. In nope. fact, it's usually quite the opposite, opposite. you know. And that's kind of how I see it. It's like you make great work, then that's awesome. I'm stoked for you. Because you just inspired me to try to make some better work. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like... Exactly. We can... I've always had the approach. We can all link up and pull each other somewhere special. Because I, I do think that this area is kind of like a hotbed for talent. Yeah. Because I've traveled the country, you know. I've been to a lot of the big markets. Granted, I haven't like lived in all of them. But everything I've seen, there's nothing to, to say that this isn't a special place. You know exactly. what I mean? Yep. Like exactly. back when... When I was in Far Less and we got signed to a, a major indie label, there's literally like eight or ten bands in North Carolina. And that wasn't even happening in New York City. That wasn't happening in L.A. at the time. Mm-hmm. It was happening right here in North Carolina. You know what I mean? Yep. And like five of them were from Greensboro. You know? That's fucking cool. That's crazy. And like no one really knew, but yeah, it's, it's a cool place, man. There's a lot happening around here. And I, I think that's what keeps me here because I feel like it's this like – this creative kind of, yeah. volcano it's like growing that growing. no one knows about exactly. and is about to like Erupt. wreck shit. <laughs> you know, like, I definitely agree. Gonna, yeah. There's so much hidden gems around this area. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. Cause I, I just literally am like digging for them and they are, there's so, so many amazing people around here and you're right. I mean, Greensboro is like, you might not think about it as like a, you know, place for creatives, but mm-hmm. like they're everywhere. Yeah. And you know, they're finally kind of peeking out, you know, and it's, yeah. it's cool to see being from here, you know? And that's another great thing that you're doing. 
I know you said you didn't want any love, but like, <laughs> you deserve it. You are putting together this show where you're like shining a spotlight on people that are working their asses off to try to be special. Yeah. Like, that's, that's amazing. I think it's, you know? it's, it's deserved in this You're area. spending your free time to do that. I am. And that's awesome, man. Like, yeah. that's... Like that's what I'm saying. Like you're you're a great photographer. Like your portraits are so great and honest, and they feel really good to me when I look at your stuff. Thank you. And and to know how much younger you are than me, and like <laughs> I, I like to think about by the time you get to be my age, like what you're going to be doing. You know, and it's <laughs> awesome. Like it gets me stoked. It's not, you know. Oh, th this dude takes some <laughs> sick pictures. I hope he fucking dies. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like, why would people even, but it, you know, you know, yeah. as well as I do, that's how people that's are. That's how people are. Really seriously. I've heard people say shit just like that. It sucks. It's like, it's like dude, why no, it's awesome, dude. He's killing it. Yeah, like, you should be friends. Let's all go kill it together. Go, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Group yeah. And go do this. it's crazy. It's such a simple concept and it's so rare like yeah. that people actually see it that way. Yeah. But but yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. You yeah, no, thank you guys. <laughs> Both of you. Say hi to Jacob. Yeah. Jacob's is back chilling. <laughs> but back uh, to the music. I want to see what else, what other staples, what other awesome uh, mm -hmm. artists you've done. Mm -hmm. You can hear about those experiences. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started with Friends and it kind of built from there. And then um, I'm trying to think the progression from there. I think... I started shooting some stuff at like Blind Tiger. Mm -hmm. I went from the acoustic show to, okay, I'll try this. And then I shot um, High on Fire at Ziggy's. Okay. Uh, my good friend Joel Collins has a uh, promotion company called Crank It Loud. Hell yeah. Shout um, out to Joel. Yeah. Joel and I go way back. Like, um, God, he was the first person to sign me. Like, Not back no when he was in Bludgeon. Bludgeon. He, <laughs> he signed uh, The Necessary, which was eventually became house of fools it was literally house of fools with me playing drums right um and he signed us to his label that was the first like taste of oh shit you know like record label you know i mean but that was as as silly as it seems at the time we had like a distributed album you know like we recorded right. with jamie king who has now become like <sighs> huge it's insane. <laughs> that dude's yeah. Like we were just recording in his parents' basement and it was he was like, I've always loved Jamie. He was so much fun to work with and we've always enjoyed each other. But then you talk about like that's another person. Like that's a dude that's being celebrated globally. Yes. That's thirty minutes up the road making these albums. You know? That's right yeah. here. You know? He's a different And it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that's like another example of this area. Yeah. To me. Like, musically, artistically, I've seen a lot, and I've met a lot of people, and there's a lot happening here. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I, you know, um, like, Joel, you know, would book these shows, and then I would just hit him up if I knew it was his show, because I knew I could get in, yeah. and just be like, hey, let me take some photos, and, you know, you can use them for whatever you need, and... So, like, the High on Fire show was great because they're one of my favorite heavy bands. And they just, like, rip so hard. And they're the loudest band I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, I remember I could barely, like, swallow while I was sitting in the pit. <laughs> like, I, it was like the vibrations were so loud that I could, like, it was nuts. But shooting them and then, um, like, getting into some of the mainstream, more current stuff. Like, the first thing I shot at the Coliseum was 
that pop group 21 pilots this nice. past year oh i think i remember you uh posting about that yeah and that was rad like i'm i don't turn my nose up to pop music i listen to, like everything and there's something about that group where i'm like i just like it yeah. you know dave Grohl, who's someone i look up to i'm not like a nirvana geek or a foo fighters geek but like i love everything about that dude hell yeah but he's he had this quote one time that i live by where he said there's no such thing as guilty pleasures only pleasures dude fuck yeah and so when i yeah yeah (laughs) so i always think of that as like this song is speaking to me and it's like so basic and it's obviously polished pop but it's like it's good, yeah, you know. Like so I was music. stoked to shoot them because they're one of the. I mean, at the time, it was like one of the biggest bands in the world you could possibly Dude, shoot, they and were. they're and they're still on the upswing now. Yeah, I say bands, you know, they're a duo, but still, I mean, like they have they have songs that they released two years ago that have more video views than like some of those massive Macklemore songs a couple Dude, years ago. That's fucking like, true. Already, yeah. you know, like with two years behind the release of those songs, you know. Yeah, but. That and then, like I said, the the most recent big one that I did, Roger Waters, of course, was like huge to me. I'm such a huge Pink Floyd fanboy. Right. I often fantasize about being able to grow up in that era <laughs> and like seeing them when they were a band, you know, before the, when they could get along before it. Oh. It had to be David Gilmour and Roger Waters separately, but yeah, that was a really great moment for me. And then, of course, like you know, you and I shot Moogfest together. Exactly. The festival things are fun, you know. It's different. It is fun. Got to take a couple of pictures at um, uh, Carolina Rebellion this year, which is oh fun. yeah, you were there. How was that? Yeah, that was rad because I I was in the pit shooting for my friends in Black Map, which is one of the members of Dredge, Mark Ingalls, as yeah. the guitarist. They're a three piece, and then they have um, they're just like this this really great like drivey rock three piece, but. Mm-hmm. They they asked me to come shoot them, so I'm like, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm gonna go shoot Carolina Rebellion because like Soundgarden was there yeah. and uh, Def Leppard was there. <laughs> like Dude, corn. Fuck it. it was Dude, crazy. Those are the OGs. Yeah, though. so I was like, I, w- I went to shoot it, and I get there and find out that the photo pass that I got was actually just for them, and they were playing. Oh, it was only they for were literally them. the first band of the day. So and that was oh no. So I shot them, and then they kicked me out of the pit, and I was asking, of course, this is like. If any of you guys are out there listening and want to know how to do any of this stuff, <laughs> like, do not settle on no. Yeah. When someone yeah. tells you no, that's just the beginning. Like, you know? Yeah. And if it's not, then you're easily defeated and you're probably never going to stand out in a saturated market. Like right. we were talking about, you know? That's right. But basically, I started shooting from the crowd. So, like, Dillinger came on oh, shit, after Black Matt played. And so I'm shooting uh dillinger from the crowd i just work up i'm standing in mud because it was raining all day it was like the shittiest day it was it was you know and i i get up front and i get like this really gnarly shot of ben wiseman from the guitarist for dillinger jumping off of an amp in midair with his legs fully extended and so i just posted it to instagram and like five minutes later I get all these alerts saying that Dillinger Escape Plan was sharing my photo. Yeah, dude, I remember that. And dude, I was Facebook like, too. I was like, what? Like that was because I love Dillinger, you know. So yeah. I was stoked, but it made it even more special to think that they had just kicked me out of the pit. And I took that from you the crowd shooting, and yes. all those people that were in the pit didn't get anything shared by Dillinger. On, like, you know, what yeah. I mean, it was like one of those like take that shit you know like <laughs> on a small thing it, it just kind of feels like that you know because i wasn't satisfied 
with just thinking my day was over at that point. Right. And then I, you know, I did the same thing. I went and shot, um, that day I went and shot like every time I die. Fuck yes. And I had to shoot them from the crowd too. Cause I got kicked out of the pit and yeah. then, and then, uh, I post that one and then they shared it, you yeah. know? So it was like, um, then I was my friend, Mark Brown, who's from here, another exceptional talent. He's a, he runs sound for this band right now. He's on tour with them. Uh, highly suspect, which are they? They've blown up this year. Uh, another three piece. They're yeah. like in the Grammy discussion for stuff this year. The um, I photographed them, and then the singer for that band shared the photo. This is all happening oh, with like twenty four hours. That's it was nuts. like an Instagram blow up for me. But that was an that was an inspiring day for me because like with the exception of like highly suspect, they had the connection with me and my buddy Mark, who's on tour with them. But still, like. You know, every time I die in Dillinger sharing those photos, they don't know me. Like, right. a lot of the bands that share my work are, like, bros. You know, like, we <laughs> used to tour together, and they're like, oh, I love that you're taking photos now, and they'll share it. It's kind of like, you know, but that was a big day because they were sharing things that, you know, there was no personal connection. Yeah. It was, they just really they liked, liked the, the photo. shot, you know? Yeah. And that was encouraging, but... Yeah, that day was nuts. We ended up like cooking out with the Eagles of Death Metal. Nice. Um, just hanging out at their bus, listening to, like old Motown music and eating hamburgers and they had a s'mores set up and we we're just Damn. It was just one of those bad. nights where you're like, What? And then I I snuck back into the pit to get a picture of Maynard from Tool singing with a, a perfect circle. Oh wow. And that was the last time I got kicked out, the media guy. Yeah, he kicked just, me out he, like five times. He was just like, Get out. I kept finding ways in and he kept kicking me out. I was like, dude, I'm done now. And then I went I put my camera up and took like three more <laughs> shots and then I walked out, he's like, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but but that's it though. I mean like that's you know, you have to be persistent in this field. Like yeah. whatever it is, I mean, I I spend a lot of time pretending like I know what I'm doing. Or people ask me if I know how to do something. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then I immediately pull up YouTube tutorials yep, on how right. to do it. <laughs> you know, and then, books and yeah. Google and all that. Totally. But that's, yeah, that's, you know, music photography. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm going to um, combine for the sake of time um, your wedding stuff and your portrait stuff. Yeah. Um, so you want to tell us kind of your process of um, photographing those? Like, uh, so more on the commercial side? Yes, because I mean, yeah, yeah, good commercial. Yeah, yeah, I don't really sure. do like an artsy wedding, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's but, very uh, but that's I, very I say that, but I would say that that's kind of my approach to that, and it's not always possible. It depends on the wedding, the location, and everything. But a lot of times, when you go to a photo program, it's either the fine art photo program or the commercial photo program, right? They're always they're they're on opposite sides of the spectrum from each other. I always saw it as there was room for overlap. Yeah. So you can shoot a wedding. And maybe 80% of the stuff that you're taking photos of is just like whatever shots to you. <laughs> because, But you know they're special to them. It's like yeah, the biggest day of their life. That's their, so that's what keeps you... You're there for them. Yeah. yeah. But then you every now and then you get that magical storm of like commercial and artistry in one shot. And I always try to find that. Sometimes you're successful. Sometimes you're not. But yeah. I try to do that and it keeps me from hating it too. Yeah, you know? Because... It's, you know, just like anything else, if you're only doing it because you're just paying the bills with it, not, it becomes like any other job. And I, I and I, I love photography and yeah. that, that scares the shit out of me. You know, like yeah, I want to, as it should, it's just, yeah, that's a nightmare. I want to, I want to always love it and I want it to always be exciting. Yeah. I make the comparison to, to people like, 
when you get your license. Like if you remember the day you turn sixteen Dude, and you yes. get your license and you're like, I'm gonna fucking drive everywhere. <laughs> and then like, you know, two, three years go yes. by and you're like, Dude, you can totally drive. I don't Dude, I don't want that's you know me. what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Right. So I don't want that to happen to photography for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like I want it to stay fresh. I want it to feel like Christmas morning. You know, when I Every pop time. in the card, when I come home from a shoot. It's like, yes. It's kind of yes. naive to expect it to always be like that. But yeah. that is what encourages me. I always right. want it to feel like that. Yeah, you want the excitement every time you freaking, you know, right. you put an SD card in your computer. It's like, this is going to be so yeah. cool. I'm so stuck. Totally. And that. But, um, so, yeah. But, like, I've. Your, the shots are awesome. And I remember this one shot. I keep thinking about you every time I see it. Uh, or every time I see you, I see the shot. Uh, there's one in a wedding shot where people are running away. Yeah. And, like, you, like, made the... Yeah. Um, the, um, what's the word for the guy who got married? Uh, the, um, the groom. groom. Yeah. He's, like, huge, I guess. No, so that is... That's one of the groom's men. That's one of the groom's men. Okay. And okay. that's actually... If you live in Greensboro, that's Kenny Giard, who's the... Um, He's the uh, general manager of Corner Bar on right. Spring Garden. Oh, shit. No problem. And he's like, he's a goofy asshole. Like, I love that guy. But they wanted, you know, they had shown me some pictures of people at a wedding, you know, where people had photoshopped in like a T-Rex or something. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> and, and then like whoever first thought of that shot, that's funny. That's kind of, yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. But then once you've seen like 50 people do it, it's, it's like, like um, I'm not opposed to that concept, but we got to do something that hasn't been done yet. Right. And I know nobody's made a giant Kenny before. So, <laughs> so that was the idea was to like make him coming over the hillside. Yeah. But when you do shots like that, I mean, it's it, that's what I tell them. I'm like, this shot's only as good as all of you are going to make it right it, now. You got to act the like, part. Yeah, like you got to look like you're scared shitless yeah. of this giant bald dude coming over the hill that's going to eat you or something. You that know, like, scare me for sure. and if you don't, then it's going to look awkward so and stupid. stupid. Yeah. But if you sell it, and actually, Kenny, if you look at that shot next time you see it. Kenny is actually in the shot of people running away as well. Oh, what, really? And he's he's the one laying on the ground about to get trampled, oh, reaching my. his hand toward the camera. And so, yeah, that was, you know, that's an example of having some fun. I wouldn't dare really call that like an artistry shot yeah. by any means, but... It's still like simple and badass. It's fun. You know, like yeah. you can have fun with with some of that stuff and that that was a shot that was fun to put together yeah i didn't pretend that i had changed the game with that shot by any means because i you know i'd seen it before but i do think there's room for that when you do that kind of work and i and i honestly think it's essential because if you don't again like we were saying you're gonna hate it you're gonna grow to resent what you loved more than anything else you know so i'm always conscious of that and that's kind of this whole teaching thing that has happened now is perfect for that because it alleviates some of that work for me right where i can go into a classroom and i can inspire them and hopefully they're going to inspire me and you know and i'm going to get better because i'm going to be teaching them about some things that maybe i didn't pay enough attention to yeah you probably you're definitely learning something that yeah you, didn't, you know, know before and now i have to teach them and it's like oh whoa it's you like, know i could <laughs> you learn something that makes you realize you've been doing everything like so unnecessarily difficult. Exactly. It's such a more simple process right. if you actually were doing that, whatever you're teaching. Totally. Yeah. And I definitely want to, I want to jump into that for mm-hmm. sure. Like, how did you become a professor? How did that happen? Um, basically, what happened was my last two semesters at UNCG, Leah Sobsey, who I mentioned earlier, who yeah. had kind of like 
convinced me to pursue photography um, asked me if I would be her teaching assistant for that class that I was currently in the um, the photo one film and darkroom class so I did that and got my first taste of teaching at the college level and I just like really enjoyed it because I, I connect really well with the kids which mm -hmm. I didn't have any adult students I really hope I do this semester though because yeah, I was so an adult cool. student and I want I want to be like it's like dude or do that like, <laughs> it's like I yes. know I know what this feels like like you got a house at home and you're taking care of your shit yes. and you got to be here all day and you're crossing your fingers hoping this is going to lead to a better life yes. like I feel you you know and, so and I am here to tell you that it will if you put in your time like yes. if you put in your time and you go for it it will like it's totally going to be better but um, yeah I just I, I really enjoyed it and I was wanting to teach, but I didn't think I could yet. I was pondering on going to get my MFA so I could teach at the university level because most universities you have to have an MFA. Right. So I knew I was going to have to get like two more years of school to do that. But um, basically at GTCC, this community college, they require a bachelor's degree to teach um, <sighs> even full time. So wow. I had cool. just completed that and the longtime professor there had just retired. Um, he was really loved there. His name was Scott Burnett. Yeah. A lot of people loved him, and he was great. And I have big shoes to fill, but I'm, they also have expressed to me they want me to do what I do, like yeah. run your class. This is your class. Um, but basically, they just reached out to UNCG when the vacancy was there, and the head of the studio arts department, who is literally who I consider to be the smartest man I've ever met, uh, Chris Cassidy. Okay. He's like, dude, he will... Oh. He's like, I call him one of those. Oh, like God, he's a brilliant sculptor, like 3D animation. Like he knows every program under the sun. He's just like, he's just amazing at everything. But he basically told them, this is your guy, you know, and that just kind of happened. Right. So now I'm uh, gearing up for my, uh, in just a couple of days, my first semester in my own classroom and Dude. my own curriculum that I designed myself. That is bad. How was designing that curriculum? It's it's hard, but it, if you overthink it, but then yeah. I realized it was like, I don't consider myself successful. I think a lot of people have the impression that I'm successful because I'm busy. And I know you and I have talked about this before. Yeah. Like, if you define success financially, I was much more successful as a bartender. Yeah. And you know, like, way more successful at Most, those jobs. Yeah. But because photography is visual and people can see it, they think, oh... You know, Todd's killing it. And it's like, no, no, I'm just like trying to kill it. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know? I'm trying to get that point where I can beat myself. I'm trying really, really hard to kill it. And I'm not very uh, wealthy, but I, I have a lot of things happening. But it, um, I forget where we were going with that, what I was discussing. The curriculum to get, just to yeah, oh, yeah, design the yeah. curriculum. So, so basically, in order to get where I was today and have shot the things that I've shot and the experiences that I gained by working for ad agencies, doing photojournalism for like Yes Weekly, I'm mm -hmm. working with Triad City Beat now and nice. Indie, Indie Week and Raleigh, I'm working with them now. Um, with some stuff that I've been in talks with like Vice. Um, Hell yeah. And like uh, Our State Magazine even on the local side for like landscape type stuff, you yeah. know. Um, which is great, but, you know, all these experiences of me just, like, pretending like I'm supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and they think I, I'm supposed to be there, but I'm not convinced just yet. But, you know, 
eventually I think I feel a little more comfortable with it but just thinking about all that stuff and the things that I gained from those experiences that's what went into the curriculum so like there's going to be moments where I'm going to have them shoot portraits of me and I'm going to be really bashful and difficult to work with because in reality if you're going to make your money doing that freaking true yes 75 percent of people you're going to work with are going to be really hard to to like get them to open up like you know so so some things like that you know like how to market yourself like the importance even in my photography class i'm going to talk about the importance of like social media and what that gives you in today's society perfect like when you're marketing yourself because that's a big part of it yeah like i used to be a total cynical asshole on social media and i would just try to fix everybody yeah and that and that's such a shitty thing to say because (laughs) that's assuming that i'm right you know what i mean but it was like everything that didn't align with me was like actually you know actually, like, yeah, that wasn't right <laughs> but now now you know as a professional building your brand everything is like positive yeah like and if i don't have it's like literally what your parents would always teach you if you don't have anything nice to say you know Just don't say anything yeah so it's either showing work or that but like that'll be integrated like it's not going to be a whole two weeks on social media oh, but we right. will talk about here's how you can build that here's the importance of like when you're using Instagram or something, the hashtags you choose, right? You know, to make sure people are seeing it or right. have the opportunity for people to see they it, discover like, you, and that's free. You yeah. don't have to pay anything for that. Yeah, that's free. Like, it's literally free marketing. You take that one shot and use the right hashtags, and suddenly, someone's direct messaging you and like, giving hey, you an opportunity for something. Yes. You know, like yeah, that's and true. so, you know, some of the stuff like that that's more modern, um, because you know it's a commercial program so people are going to want to make money when they're done with it Mm -hmm. so i feel the pressure to kind of modify the curriculum there to get them to understand how to make money (laughs) like you know like how to do it like how to get out there and yeah and I don't know all of that either i'm just just learning yourself outside this curriculum but i I know what i learned to get to this point right now whatever that is you know you've done a lot yeah, I've just, so, you know, I've met a lot of people and I've grown really quickly again because I kind of had to. Yeah. But it was either that or keep bartending and I was done. I bartended for like 10 Ever, years when I toured years. and played music. It was <sighs> like I'm, I'm, this is, what yeah. I did, you know, <laughs> like that's how I paid the bills when I come home from tour. So, but yeah, I mean, the, that's kind of, you know, the curriculum thing. It's, that's cool. And it'll probably change next semester. Oh, I'm sure I'll come year. up with something that's like, Oh yeah, that was kind of pointless. Let's add this Take in. But, out just kind of like, but it's fun. It's a different way to look at academia. You know, yeah. coming from being a student, and now you get to decide what's gonna be force fed to them. That's you know what I mean? That's <laughs> awesome. I would love yeah. to like come in and just like watch you do it one day. You should like, do it. Just, you, you should come in and talk to the class one day. Oh my god! Be like, yeah. I mean, if, like, you, if you really want me to, I will. I will do. It. You'd be like, yeah. you show your work. And be like, yeah, I'm this dope ass photographer. Oh my god. <laughs> You gotta come in wearing a fur coat, though. Oh, dude, yeah, like and, and like tell. smoking. <laughs> you gotta be smoking when you come in the class. They'll be like, "Who is this? What's up, player? Y'all like, trying to see some photos?" So, <laughs> like, Mr. Ty, let me get it from here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Ty, you can leave. <laughs> no, that's like, yeah. That, first of all, that would, yeah, I would do that if you want me to. Like, yeah, like, totally, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I want. I have you know thought about that. I want to get. You should get like real life people. Yeah, doing like it. Yeah. yeah, or anyone that's so kind to take time out. I don't have a budget to pay them or anything except just hanging. I love right. talking. Obviously, I love talking to people about <laughs> what I do and what they do. You know, yeah, 
That's a good thing. But yeah, we'll We'll do it someday. Yeah. Um, Cool. So doing that, that's a huge part of your life right now is teaching. Um, What do you want to do at the very end of it? So what's your end? Do you have an end goal at all of what you want to do? Maybe photography or just your life? It it changes all the time for me. Like there was recently I was thinking about wanting to go out and be a tour photographer, like with a a big tour, you know, where you document every Every day, day, every minute. And I think I would love that from my touring past, you know, to now being able to kind of visually kind of capture that experience, which I never did before. You know, it all exists in between my ears now, all those experiences of being on the road and whatever we did because we didn't really have smartphones then either right so if you didn't have like a handy cam or something you weren't really documenting anything <laughs> dude a handy cam yeah dude <laughs> did Sony make those yep dude yep. shout out that's oh, with that's the, OG Hell I have yeah. them with the mini cassettes I actually just did some conversions from the last tour I did because I was shooting them on mini tapes and I had to get you know bounce yeah. them to my computer and do a digital capture of them but you know that was the era there's so much that we did we live in a time now where everybody can show what they're doing the second they're doing Instantly. it yep. like now it's like live broadcast now yep. it's like YouTube i'm live. doing this right yep. now look look at what i'm doing Instagram you know and twitch and all that whereas shit. back then it was almost like you'd go on your excursion and you'd like come back and it was like let me tell you what i just saw let me tell you. and everyone had to imagine it you know, like, like ooh, you'd have to tell them the story ooh. and they'd have to like i don't know but yeah yeah, the the end goal for me, I think, is hopefully to, I I, I think, uh, realistically, something kind of like I don't know if you're familiar with the work of like David LaChapelle, he's a he's a portrait photographer and photographs a lot of like celebrities and entertainers, but he does these like really strange like fantastical like yeah. um, portraits of celebrities but they're just weird, bizarre shots, but they're, like, super interesting. Like, the stuff you see when you see a a center spread piece in, like, Rolling Stone or something, and you see this, like, crazy-ass image with the artist in it, and then it's, like, their interview underneath, you know? I'd I'd love to do some stuff like that to, like, kind of bridge my love for portrait photography and my appreciation for the performing arts, you know? Um how to get there and whether I can get there in time before I get too old. I don't know, nah, but dude, you'll get there. it might, it might go somewhere different between now and then, but I've tried, if you look at my work, I've tried to do that locally. Like I do it with a lot of my friends, you know, I uh, getting back to kind of like the creative volcano of Greensboro. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people I thought deserved to be documented in a really great way. And no one was doing it. You know, when we came through in our bands, we didn't have anyone that was like, dude, I got this sick idea for a promo picture for you guys. Yeah. And was willing to just do it out of a friendship thing. You know, it's like, I get it from my portfolio. You guys get it. But so I started with that. I mean, I was shooting a lot of people around here, like um, really talented young MC around here that I know named Tony Price. Nice. Um, Hell yeah. I, I photographed him and Sham Lee, who he rhymes with. Um, and Bloody Molly or whatever. Yeah. But there's, you know, they're they're really talented. But it was like my opportunity to be like, hey, let me give you great images, because you're 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 promising. Like you know, you're working. That's another thing. You're working. You're trying. Like you know, that's- you're you're like digging towards that. So let me give you this, and in exchange, you give me the image as well, because I can't take it without you. Without you know me. what I mean? That's it. And so. 
I tried to start there and hopefully it keeps getting bigger and bigger with more recognizable figures eventually that I can work with um, and get to know them and kind of conceptualize the shots instead of just taking what's available like really marinate you should check out David LaChapelle's stuff if you get a chance. He has like that sounds so familiar. I he's gotta, done a lot of like big pop stars and stuff, but like yeah. he has this really crazy one with Marilyn Manson where they had this like yellow school bus and he's standing there holding like the crossing guard sign or whatever and it's got <laughs> all these like it's just really like demented, weird stuff, but it's like again an incredibly interesting image. You know, like that's okay. the whole point. You know, it's like did this get your attention, you know? That's fucking cool. Okay, cool. But yeah, that's the that's the ultimate goal. I think. I think it's very attainable for what you've done, and like, so you're teaching, and that's going to lead you to more and more shit. So like, you'll definitely get there, and we have to maybe come back to you and yeah. get an update in maybe a couple years. Yeah, I hope I hope that I have much. good news to report. Yeah. If not, I'll be like reaching out for you to pull me somewhere. <laughs> like, like Todd, come and do this. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> But cool. So like, and you obviously you said a, a bunch of words of wisdom throughout the whole entire interview. Mm-hmm. But maybe do you have any some, something you can um, say really quick to some up and coming photographers or creatives? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, one of the things for sure is like I said, don't be afraid to like show the world what you're seeing. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid. Like it's you're naturally going to be embarrassed by it later, but <laughs> true. but it's good enough right now to to get some attention. Yeah. Like. And that attention is going to feed you. Like, you're going to get better because people are responding. And then eventually, before you know it, you're going to be ten times better than you were and deleting that stuff like I was talking about. Yeah. But if you hadn't have posted that subpar work to get the ball rolling, you'd still be right where you started. Exactly. You know? Like, you you would have no progress whatsoever. So that and um, the, the biggest thing from my life experience is from you know touring and playing music like i have so many stories in my life that i would say i got so much further than i ever thought i would yeah and and that's like totally true like it's like i never thought i'd be endorsed by a custom drum company you know like i never thought i'd have a signature drumstick i never thought i would be able to play at you know house of blues you know like all these things growing up and you're like whoa you know, crazy. and the next thing you know, you're doing it because you tried to do it. Yeah. You know, that's and that's the biggest thing that I try to tell people, like, because I never made it to like the ultimate definition of success. Right? Maybe I never will, and that's okay because trying to get there is yeah. fun enough that's for me. You know, but it's the biggest thing I tell people is like, just be aware of what is really calling you, like what's really speaking to you, like what is it that you think about when you lay down at night and the world is like silent and still like what is that reoccurring thought that you can't shake go do that like wake up the next day and go do that like dive into it don't piddle with it like don't be afraid to fail at it like fall on your face and fuck it all up and then figure out how to never fuck it up again i mean that's basically you know that's exactly it that's it but that that is if I had anything to leave it on, that that would be it. Like, just don't be afraid to try. Yeah. You know, exactly. especially in photography. Right. Like, take the shots, put them out into the world. We live in a time where, like, the entire world can find out about your photography in, like, five minutes. In five minutes of little searching. Yeah. Like, you just got to, if it's good tall. enough. Oh, I got to throw this in. Yep. This, is, this is a little side story. Stuff. I swear to God, it was, like, the most brilliant advice I ever got. 
Cool. And we were playing in Far Less at the time. My band, we were on tour with He Is Legend, um, cool. who were really good friends of ours. But we were playing in Brooklyn at the Williamsburg Music Hall, this like really awesome venue. He Is Legend was pretty big at the time. And they're they're back at it now and killing it. I'm yeah. stoked for those dudes. I do some promo work with them as well and usually Fuck shoot yes. their live performances now, which is like my new way of like <laughs> working the with them now, yeah. you know. But I'll never forget this night. We were playing at the Williamsburg Music Hall. We played our set and we like killed it. We had a great set and nobody cared. Like and there was a wow. good amount of people there and we just it was like a money set where we just nailed it. The energy was right. And just no kickback off of it. And I remember I went outside and I was like having a cigarette and I was talking to this big bouncer. Yeah. That was working there. I was like, yeah, just like venting to him, like this is such bullshit, man. We worked so hard and have like such a good set and like nobody cared. Blah blah blah. And he goes, I'm gonna stop you right there. And, and oh, he shit. goes, he goes, you're not fucking good enough. And I said, what? What? He was like, I've never heard your band. He was like, you're not good enough though. I was like, if you never heard us, how do you know? And he said, because if you're good enough, people can't help but like it. And he was like, wow. so I suggest you quit bitching and go make yourself good enough. And I was like, wow. Holy crap. Like, that's it was crazy. literally like the best advice I'd ever received in my whole life because it's so easy to like spend your time hating on something and talking shit. But it's like, what do you have? You know, you got something better? Show it. Like, and if you don't, go make it or just shut up. Like, stop. But that was basically, I've spread that to so many people and it was like, that dude probably never remembers telling me that and I'll remember it till the day I die. Dude, because that's so crazy. Anytime I start to think about it, I haven't gotten far enough with whatever it is I'm working on and I'm like discouraged, it's like well, no one's gonna like dump it in your lap. Right. Go, go get it. Not. Like you go get, get better and you you'll, you'll have it. it. You know? It's all it's all gonna be on yeah. you. And hopefully you definitely read it reiterate that to your students. Yeah. That for sure. This is all you. The world's yours. You mm-hmm. can take it, but like get it put into work. Yeah, exactly. You have to take it. If you wait for someone to bring it to you, you're going to be waiting until you die. Exactly. You know? But I totally agree with that. But that that is most certainly what I would say is some of the most valuable advice I've ever received. And From it's, a range of bouncers. Yeah, it was so like just cool. this giant bouncer like in New York, you know, in Brooklyn. And it's just the, the life-changing advice that you are not at all prepared to receive, you know? Yeah. And it was just one of those moments I was like, Thanks, dude. Yeah, seriously. I literally told him thank you, dapped him up. You know, and it was like, I'll see you later. Went inside. I was like, guys, we need to get home and like practice, practice. and we need to like write some new songs. You know, I mean, it was, it was great, but it 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 kind of transposed, I guess, just the music life, and it went into my life in general, and was, dude, and and I I make sure other people hear that because. That Everyone has the awesome. reaction that you just had when yeah. I tell that story. They're like, "Damn, yeah, dude, it's yeah, like that, the hard truth, right? Yeah, you know, really like, yeah, yeah." Because people are always like, "Man, why am I not more known? Why am I not more whatever?" It's like, "Me, you try harder." Yeah, yeah, you just got to be better, you know. Because it's so true. If it's good enough, people they will, like it. They're going to respond to it. They can't deny it. You exactly. know, that's just how it is. That's badass. And yeah. Another thing I want to give to maybe just advice for some amateurs because with you for sure is that you're 34 right now, right? 30, just turned 35. 35. And like that, you But 34 works. 34. Like, <laughs> 34. He's actually yeah. 30. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, I mean, three years ago, we took it seriously. So mm-hmm. being 32, mm-hmm. um, the people who were thinking they're too old, 
Yeah. You know, it's just like, I mean, you're 32. Yeah. You were 32 when you started. Like, yeah, yeah. It's never too late to learn, you know, anything. No. So the people who are kind of iffy about it, like, oh, maybe I'm too old, blah, 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 blah. You're not too old. No, well, see, the the thing about that and the way I look at it is that, like, no matter what your age is, you don't get to push rewind. Yeah, you So you either, like, you either try right now or you can just, you have to be okay with living the rest of your life wishing you had. Exactly. You know? So, you know, I, I had my reservations. I remember going back to school at my age, and that was my biggest thing that I had anxiety about was sitting in a room full of like 17 18 year olds yeah and being their equal you know yeah. like i i am this student and and i i didn't really want to go through with that but once i did and settled in i mean like this teaching job happened because of my experiences at uncg not just because of my degree but because of the deep-rooted relationship that i have with my instructors right you know that teed up this opportunity for me you know and if i hadn't have gone back to really pursue that because going to school as an adult is tough man yeah, it's like a whole it's different it's a whole different you're animal. full time and you're paying for your house and you're doing all this shit and you're you're like you're gone like you know nine hours a day you're on campus and you yeah. can't even provide for yourself in that time much less all the projects you have to do outside of class and it's really hard it'll grind you but when you come out on the other side if you're there for the right reasons everything starts to go on the upswing you exactly. know and exactly. then I always say one of my things that I tell my students and stuff is, is like progress is infectious. Yeah. And once you get, once you get the taste of the progress going, everything else kind of takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then you're probably not doing the right thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's time to reassess what and you're doing. What you really want to do. Or if right. Isn't right. If that's really for you. But, um, yeah. Yes, for sure. But yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Dude, thank that's, you. That's like a, that's a, I got, I'm, I'm enlightened. Like, I, I love these interviews so much. I'm like, oh, well, that's a good way to put that. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're not good enough. I mean, you try harder. So, yeah. like, that was a ton of information. Yeah. Um, guys, Todd Rules. Give us some, um, your website. You gave it to us earlier, but mm-hmm. website, Instagram, or any other media. You yeah. Use. I have a, a, my portfolio website is at toddturnerphotography.com. Um, and then the uh, Instagram account is Todd you know at Todd Turner photo I keep it super vanilla with the names of that stuff because that is <laughs> yeah, I so much I mean, easier sure. yeah it's yeah, just it's about you. the photos it's not about like the name some crafty alias that I have like a street name or anything <laughs> it's just like straight up these are photographs that I've taken um but yeah that and then uh Twitter is also Todd Turner photo as well but I'm I'm not as active yeah, on Twitter. that yeah it was mostly just you know Instagram and Facebook uh, my Facebook page facebook.com slash Todd Turner photo yeah. <laughs> it is kind of so it's pretty easy to find people yeah. Todd Turner photo is probably going to type come up if you type it in Google yeah 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 um, but cool thank you and like he is also a professor at G-Tech if you're interested in taking a photo class he is at G-Tech yeah and he said on Facebook it's like $300 yeah it's like two for three credit hours is $228 right and could you go so, in there to take the photo classes and that's it yeah yeah, yeah you can you can go to a tech community college like that for like whatever you class you want to take as long as you know of course you have your high school requirements and stuff it's open yeah. enrollment so you can, you can you just go, you, you can, can apply and you'll get in like nobody gets denied yeah. and if you have the money for it you can just go and the beautiful thing is that if you apply in enough time you can go totally for free you know you just apply for your FAFSA or whatever yeah you can easily get that class cover for free as an adult because there's grants out there and so much is 
five minutes of filling in some stuff online and then you can get a 16 week class for free and learn a new skill and who knows like where's gonna take you any of these people could be the next me and i don't mean that like the next photographer it's like the next person to kind of be rejuvenated yeah and find find that second wind in life you know like for me it was turning the page from being a being known as a drummer and all these bands around here to now now i'm seen as a photographer i'm not it's rare that people are like oh you're the drummer from whatever like that doesn't happen anymore yeah i was like you know like i was shooting something the other day downtown and it was like wait you're taught turner the photographer and i was like it was one of those things in my head like yeah you're like like, yes like yes yeah you know outside i was like yeah oh it's nice to meet you yeah yeah, but yeah but in my head was like oh man that is just uh, one of those things it's like it's happening whether i realize it or not it's kind of moving the way i want it to that's freaking put it that way that's cool i'm glad i'm so stoked to see where you go um like i said take the classes there's no excuses yeah you get it for free time at the right time with fast film stuff um we'll pay 300 bucks to 16 weeks of classes is pretty cheap yeah um but yeah dude thank you for all of that thank you and you guys need to go make sure you're looking at daniel's work too oh my gosh he never talks about it <laughs> what's your instagram no instagram? yeah it's dude free daniel at free daniel if everyone yeah. look at it danielwhitephoto.com there you go and uh, princess daniel on Twitter. It's Twitter. about time <laughs> someone there. made you do yeah, that. Yeah, since we're shouting out, since you were talking about the uh, Every Time I Die and Dillinger mm-hmm. repost, he got reposted by Converge. I did. What? Yes, I did. Rep- dude. Yeah, you know, and it's sick, dude. Yeah, it's Like, awesome. when that happens... <laughs> I like, hate Jacob so much. No, <laughs> By hate, you mean you love him because... Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's hard. It's hard. Like, I can talk about myself, but... And I'm, I'm confident in who I am, but sometimes it gets, you know, like, the people... Are a little squeamish about it because I know that I'm I'm not shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm I'm doing everything I can to be shit, but yeah. I'm not yet. But at the same time, like you put a lot of hustle into your craft too, and mm-hmm. and and you deserve some looks. You know, like and it's a and it's a beautiful selfless thing that you have these shows to get everyone to pay attention to everyone else. Yeah. But I told you, like I had to make it a point. Because I I like what you do, I like the way you present yourself, and I think you're like a really promising talent yourself. Thank you. And the fact that you're taking time away from getting better at that to make sure everyone knows about all of us yes. is amazing, dude. dude. So props to you and Jacob. Like it's amazing. It's great that you guys are doing this. Thank you so much, Ty. Like making me blush. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> tell because your beard's so thick. And I- <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> but no, thank you, Todd. Thank you for the praises. Me and Jacob definitely appreciate it. Uh, we love doing this. So, um, if you're interested in you listening, please hit us up because we love to hear your story. Todd's story was amazing. You could be the next one on the podcast. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you again. Thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. For sure. Peace out. Hey guys, Daniel here, your host of the Free Pizza Podcast. If you like what you just heard, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on the podcast app. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for upcoming episodes.